Welcome to the Lucky Bee Podcast. This is my second episode. You probably didn't see the first one because it was so shit and I was not going to put that out. Still there though if you want to check it out. Um, I'm not in a good mood today so I'm just going to be talking shit, alright? Uh, fuck it. May our bodies feed the earth. May our blood satisfy the land. Um, fuck, that was dark. That was dark. But you know what? I'm not in a good mood so I'm not even apologizing for being dark. Why am I not in a good mood? Yes, let's just run down a list of all your problems, Barnabas. Let's do that. That's what everyone wants to hear. Um, I don't know why I'm not feeling good. I woke up annoyed. Oh, you know why? I slept too long today, right? I'm supposed to be chasing the bag, and I slept so long today. I woke up, but I, I don't want to say when I woke up. It's so alarming. I'm ashamed, right? So I was already just so pissed off that the day... And so many hours had already gone by that I could have done stuff with, but whatever. So I guess that's really what I'm pissed off about. It's not even that dramatic, so. Uh, well, it, it is, isn't it? Because I fumbled the bag. Whatever. Let's get into it. First thing I want to talk about is the Oscar nomination has got a... I should have like a, uh, a, a, a clapping track here. Um... Yeah, so that was great. The only thing I cared about really is Black Panther, obviously, because, because yeah, Black, I thought Black Panther was the best movie last year. Fight with your mom if you disagree. Um, it got nominated for Best Picture, which was, you know what, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, he got, we got nominated for, we, like, um, well, I'm Wakandan, obviously, so, yeah. Black Panther got nominated for Best Picture. That was cool. But you know they're not gonna win. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, just just get them on the board. It's a win, you know, a comic book movie, a blockbuster movie being nominated for such a prestigious award, right? We haven't seen that before. So uh, to see Black Panther nominated, it's it's a very respectful nom. It's like, hey, you guys did a good job. This, they're recognizing the movie, so that's great. But no one actually expects it to win, right? Um, and that was really the only prestigious category it was nominated. So obviously, to be nominated for anything in the Oscars is great, but that was really the... It didn't get any screenplay, director, acting nominations. Uh, it got uh, nominated for costume design, which I think, yeah, the costumes in Black Panther was were just amazing, right? With the uh, classical, like, African themes from different countries and that, you know the detail you guys should go check out uh, Ryan Kugler explaining and I, I forget the name of the costume designer I'm gonna google her now because it's important she gets that credit Black Panther costume designer her name is Ruth E. Carter Ruth E. Carter she's an alum of Hampton University excellent job and you should watch her explain the inspiration for so many designs i mean the detail and how intricate they're they all were and now they were able to bring that to life you know you're envisioning a place that doesn't exist but a place that is based on 
the stories and the real lives of people and cultures and communities that do exist. And so to bring it all together in such a multifaceted, such a beautiful way where multiple people who look black and are from black communities and black cultures and have black minds and, you know, can all look to Wakanda as a city on a hill, you know, so to speak, as an idea. You know, it's a fictional fantasy place, but it really is in, in more than one way a real place. And I think they achieved that by, you know, being so incredibly inclusive of the black community. And, you know, the black community is huge. When I say black community, I mean in Africa, in North America, in Europe, in, in the West Indies, you know, all over the world, really. And, and so I thought they did not just leave that to just the the storytelling or the directing or the names. I, I mean, everything came together. The And we are talking of the costume design. So the costumes were incredibly representative of, of such diversity. So I think they should win costume design. I haven't seen the other movies, so I'm not going to say one was better. I'm only going to give my argument for Black Panther. So the other movies there were, I'm not even going to mention them. They're cool. Uh, what else was Black Panther nominated for? Best original song. I think all the stars should win because this song was amazing. It really stuck with you. However, Lady Gaga is here, and I know what's the what's the name of the movie? A Star Is Born. Did like amazing business with you know it. it a lot of people, are Lady Gaga fans, say everyone loved the movie. This song stuck. So I can see A Star Is Born winning this one. But uh, so yeah, no beef if a star is one, if if a star, a star is born, uh, wins that one. But I'm all for black, uh, all the stars, uh, Black Panther. Interesting, they both have the word star in it. May you shine this year in Jesus' name like a star. <laughs> That's for my my people. Best original score, Black Panther. I think again, Ludwig. Listen, I left Black Panther, and the next day, whatever, yeah, I think it was the next day, I listened to the score on Spotify. Just take that back. I'm not going to promote Spotify on this on this very important podcast with the whole world listening. <laughs> title all the way, baby. See, I was using Spotify back then. Now I'm all about that title. Title is the best streaming content. Fight me. You can't fight. You cannot fight. Title is the best. Yeah, so I listened to the original score by Ludwig uh, Ludwig Göransson. Amazing! It was just it was like watching the movie all over again, just listening to the score. So I, I thought that was that's impressive. That's impressive. The only other time I've listened to a score, even though I didn't even listen to it in its entirety, was a uh, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is like one of my favorite movies ever. So yeah. I always release a chance to talk about that movie. It has nothing to do with anything I'm talking about right now. Uh, Black Panther was also nominated for Best Sound Mixing. Who gives a... Well, nice. Uh, Best Sound Editing. Another one that... uh, Very technical categories, right? So, you know, if you're a sound editor, if you're a sound guy or sound gal, (laughs) yeah, that is for you. I don't really... I care, I care, I care. No, I don't. Uh, best production design, Black Panther. Again, beautiful. I think it should win. 
not because I have anything against the other movies, but because the production. Think about the waterfall sequence, man. Think about the realization of Wakanda in that movie. You know, think about the casino sequence in Busan. It was, you know, it was amazing, amazing. Visual effects. Okay, this is not about Black Panther, but I am going to rant about this one. In fact, this primary, my biggest reason for not giving a shit about the Oscars this year is that, what's the name of that movie? Aquaman was not nominated for best visual effects. Like, are you guys kidding me? I'm super tight right now. L- listen, man, I consider myself a comic book fan. Movies, not comic book movie fan right so i'm not the most i've read few comics but i'm not the most avid speaking of graphic novels you guys should check sabrina out uh but yeah i am i like comic book movies i love dc uh movies but i absolutely love marvel movies in fact let's take that back it's not about dc or marvel right i'm too casual to give a shit about like loyalty to my father does not work or own any of those companies so who cares right I just like comic book movies, so I loved Wonder Man, Batman, uh, The Dark Knight Rises, this amazing, you know, movie. I thought, you know, even though Batman vs Superman was, uh, yeah, he had his problems, yeah, but I enjoyed it for what it's worth. And I think Ben Affleck is the best Batman, not made the best Batman movie, but is the best Batman ever, you know. So I like DC. I love Avengers. Oh, and let's talk about Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman was excellent. Excellent. One of the best. I think it was the best movie of 2017. Fight me, bro. You can't fight. You cannot fight. Amazing movie. Completely snobbed by the Oscars. Yeah, they had Gal Gadot all, all over the Oscar promo that year. Shameless. But you know what? That even just. that It's all part of what I'm talking about. So this year, right? There is no uh, Aquaman. Gotta be kidding me. Did you see Aquaman? Did you see Aquaman in theaters? Did you see Aquaman in 3D? Oh, oh no. Did you see Aquaman in IMAX? Bruh, are you kidding me? Really? Tell me what movie has better visual effects. That was the best visual effects of any movie ever in Hollywood history. Fight me. You can't fight. And what do you got here? Avengers, Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Cool, cool, cool. First of all, Solo, Star Wars Story, Christopher Robin, those two are just jokes of nomination. But that just shows you how how powerful Disney is. Because, you know, Avengers Disney, Christopher Robin Disney, Solo, Star Wars Story, that's three. And you c- couldn't give even get Aquaman near, you know, because it didn't even make, like, the pre-qualifying category or whatever. It, it didn't make the list before the final list. Are you kidding me right now, Disney? And yeah, this is a shot at Disney and the Oscars because I'm gonna that's gonna be my next rant after I'm done with my Black Panther celebration, right? So let me just save that. But it's, I'm coming back to you, Disney. All right. And again, I don't hate Disney, but you know, cool. I, I I'm gonna watch all the Avengers movies. I think they should make uh, Endgame five hours and have an intermission in between. The fuck I'm doing my life. I'm gonna sit in the theater and watch the whole thing. Right, so it's not even like I hate Disney movies or I love Disney movies, but there's a problem, right? And we're gonna address it. I'm gonna fix it. <laughs> Who gives a shit what Barnabas thinks? Best film editing, uh, Green Book, Black Clansman, nice Vice, favorite Bohemian Rhapsody, cool. Black Panther is not in this category, but uh, black people are, so I hope the black people win. Um, fight me, you can't fight. Uh, best animated short. Okay. 
Where else was Black Panther? Okay, so that's it. Black Panther wasn't nominated for anything else. That's it. What do I think Black Panther could win? I already said... Uh, the only thing I don't think it could win is Best Picture. I think that it's, it's not going to win that. It's cool, but it's not going to... It's cool that it was nominated there, but it's not going to win that. Um, it has... It probably won't win Best Song just because they have to throw something at Lady Gaga because she was snubbed at the, the Golden Globes. And it was... To be fair to Lady Gaga, that was... I'm sure it was a good... I haven't heard it. <laughs> well, I'm sure it was a good song, but everything else, Black Panther could win, so that's cool. And you know, shout out to Spike Lee, Black Clansman, and Green Book with Mahershala Ali. Also, I have to say, Regina King, if Bill Street could talk, I think she's gonna win this one. I really hope she does. Best Supporting Actress, amazing, amazing, amazing accomplishment for Regina King. And you know, I love Regina King because. Of Boondocks. So, yeah, a bit more juvenile. But, you know, Boondocks is not just a juvenile show, I feel like. It was very, uh, it's satire of the highest order. And, you know, it was, to- fuck all that. I loved it. And Regina King deserves all the recognition in the world. She played both Riley and uh, Huey in Black Panther. Not Black Panther. Boondocks. But you know what? It just shows you the evolution of black uh, cinema from the roots all the way to not black cinema, black stories from the roots, even before the roots. And, you know, the roots was pivotal and, you know, shows like Boondocks and now Black Panther. It's a really cool evolution there. And, uh, yeah, that's nice. Okay, I've been rushing to get to this point, so let me get to it. Disney is ruining entertainment. So I put out a tweet. Don't go checking for it. I don't have Twitter. I put out a tweet that said... um, where is that tweet? Why can't I find my tweet? I don't have Twitter. Don't look for my Twitter. Disney owns the Oscars. Bracket. Not as outlandish as a claim as you might think. And it's growing and it's growing an unchecked monopoly is a bad thing for TV and film entertainment as a whole. That's all I have to say. And here is why I have to say that. So where do I even start from? Okay. Ah, Disney, Disney, Disney. We all know Disney is the most powerful studio. They make all the billion-dollar movies, the two-billion-dollar movies, the three-billion. Well, not three billion yet, but you know what? Avengers Endgame could do it. You know, would you really put it past them? Would you really put it past them, you know? However, and that's cool. Go get your money, uh, Kevin Feige. Go get your coins, uh, Bob Iger, even though, you know, I don't know those people personally. So... No one should attack me for telling Bob Iger to go get his coins. I've heard some really wild shit about him. Uh, if any of that shit is true, then go to jail, Bob Iger. Anyway, but uh, yes, got distracted. Disney. Why are they ruining television? Oscars. Yes, this is why. First of all, the Avengers are hosting the Oscars. Oh, that's nice. The Avengers are hosting the Oscars. First of all, before I move on, I have to give credit to Grace Randolph. Okay, you guys should check Beyond the Trailer on YouTube. Grace Randolph is excellent. Excellent. I disagree with her so many times, but you know what? That's how you know she's an excellent... uh, She's excellent at what she does because I disagree, but I see her points a lot of times. And it's one of my favorite YouTube channels. A lot of information. A lot of information I'm using against for my next rant comes from her channel directly. That is my source. Right, uh, so Avengers are hosting the the uh, the Oscars, the the heroes, yeah, like Thor and shit and all them. 
all them people are hosting the Oscars. Oh, it's nice, right? No, it's not nice. And I'll tell you why it's not nice. I'll tell you why it's not nice. Because the Oscars are hosted by ABC, which is owned by Disney, right? So Disney actually own, uh, like broadcasts the Oscars. They don't own the Oscars, but they're Disney hosted every year. ABC ho- uh, broadcasts the Oscars, and that's a Disney property, right? Now, because, as Grace explained, the Oscars have had poor ratings. When they renegotiated their contract, Disney had bargaining power, right? And due to that, Disney have more has more creative control over the show, right, going forward. And then you have this whole, you know, with the Kevin Hart situation, they couldn't he couldn't host it again, blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, the Avengers are hosting the Oscars. And then Black Panther has a Best Picture nomination. Great, I love Black Panther. Cool, have your Best Picture. And then you don't even have any other comic book. So if you were celebrating comic book movies, it's a great year for comic book movies. Look what Black Panther did, blah, blah, blah. You would have had more, uh, you would have had other comic book heroes like, you know, make make an appearance at the Oscars. But no, it's just the Avengers, right? Cool, cool, cool. Disney, do what Disney got to do, right? And then you don't even have, and for me, this is the most telling point. You don't even have Aquaman nominated, bro. Are you kidding me? Are you not? Come on, man. You can't fight. Come on, fight me. You cannot fight, bro. You cannot. Find me. I'm out here. You can't fight. You don't even have Aquaman nominated. Are you kidding me? That, that trench scene, though? That underwater, the Oh, look at that underwater sequence. The battle sequence. Do you know how hard it is to orchestrate such a large battle underwater? I don't know. I've not tried it. But I imagine it's pretty fucking difficult, right? And to have the audience... You know, a lot of times you watch all these, you know, like, classic examples, Transformers, right? All these amazing VFX things are, and battles are going on all over the place, and you cannot follow it. You don't... It's not, it's, how do you know what's who is fighting you just know a bunch of people are fighting you know there's no progression you can't really follow what's happening but aquaman did this so perfectly okay that's choreography that's not really vfx right but all that underwater with all the creatures and all the the trench creatures the you know i'm not gonna remember all their names so fuck y'all but the crab niggas the crab people this is a pc podcast the crab people and the mermaids and the all the amazing things the fight sequence black matter the submarine Look, I could go on and on, and let's not even talk about the the place, the the kingdom that is under the trench, you know, where Natalie Portman was st- uh, held up for all those years, where uh, uh, Jason Momoa, Aquaman, also, yeah, had to go get the trident and all that beautiful sequence, beautiful, be- I mean, the VFX in this movie was so stunning, my guy, so stunning, my boy, so stunning. And it did not even get... And then you have Christopher Robin from Disney, fam. Christopher, who's robbing you? You're robbing Aquaman. And then you have Solo. Solo is the worst uh, Star Wars movie ever, I think. It's like... And I like Childish Gambino, but like... Yikes. I kind of wish you didn't do that. Catherine Kennedy... Okay, that's another rant for another day. I, I'm not going to make that rant because it would be not very genuine because I really do not care about that franchise. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. How does Solo, how does Christopher Robin get in, in front of uh, Aquaman? 
in VFX. And even before the final list was uh, was compiled, Mary freaking Poppins fam got ahead uh, of Aquaman in the in the voting. Are you kidding me, Mary Poppins? Who is Mary Popping? Nobody. Mary is a virgin. Like, VF really Mary Poppins, and that's why. See, I know I'm gonna say it, I did not watch Mary Poppins. Yeah, you know why I didn't watch Mary Poppins. Because, yeah, y'all snubbed Aquaman and gave VFX to Mary Poppins. If, if, if it was just... A, you could give everything else to Mary Poppins. Cool. Like, whatever. And I was going to watch Mary Poppins, but y'all made it a point. Disney. Disney made it a point. Ah, oh, Disney. I love you. I hate you at the same damn time. You made it a point to push out Aquaman. In favor of Mary Poppins for VFX. That is some bullshit. I and if why of course it's the Oscars that nominate these movies. Why am I saying Disney? I'm saying Disney so you can see the connection. All these Disney pictures, all the with the Avengers and hosting the Oscars and with Black Panther having the best picture nomination and with Christopher Robbing and Mary Poppins and and uh solo Star Wars story all doing all this group all being uh, in front of, being all in front of, uh, of uh, of Aquaman, it's ridiculous. And then you go back the other the other year with Wonder Woman, absolutely snobbed at the awards. It's DC, right? It's cool to hate DC, right? Absolutely snobbed. And there, here comes Disney, clearly leveraging all the power they have in the world. Clearly leveraging all of their success, clearly leveraging the fact that they host the Oscars to push Disney property up there, even at the expense of the art. Yes, people, the growing monopoly of Disney and the growing unchecked power. Disney just bought Fox, for God's sake. That is one major studio eating up another major studio. And there are not many major studios. People, are you listening to me? Disney doesn't even take risks. Look at what Sp Into the Spider-Verse did. Disney would never make that movie. They would never make the movie. They ma they've made so much money being safe, playing to the lowest common denominator. So, and Disney loves a formula, right? So they would never ever make, they're not the risk-taking risk studio, right? And so the art is being dialed down by this powerful entity. And Disney is effectively shaping perception in Hollywood, in Hollywood, effectively shaping what you consider a good movie, what what the audience, you know, they, they, it's a monopoly. Really? Aquaman not even getting nothing? Not even VFX? Come on, bruh. Come on. It's not VFX. How do you sleep at night not voting for Aquaman for the best visual effects? It's a shoe in Have you seen Aquaman? I ask you again. You know, people say, oh, there's an explosion every time someone is having a dialogue, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about the VFX, fam. Uh, the VFX. The VFX. I'm tight, clearly. I need a massage. Oh. Okay, what else am I ranting about? I'm done. I'm done talking about. Well, y'all really got to check Disney. I'm going to check them. I, I'm a checker. <laughs> um, righty. Um, what else, man? 
I literally lo- oh, I know what else I'm gonna talk about. This is for my readers. I know I have a lot of reading friends. So I'm reading a book. Well, I just bought it. I haven't started. I re- I talked about this earlier. Called Sabrina. All right, it's a graphic novel. It was uh, nominated. Ah, oh, nominated. I'm still using Oscar language. Sabrina. I'm googling it now. It won a very prestigious award, which is what I heard, which is why I heard about it. Sabrina graphic novel. I think it was the first graphic novel to win something, something. Win a very prestigious award anyway, that usually novels win. Man, anyone who knows about this shit is just grinding their teeth now because I'm completely butchering it. It was it was a really like prestigious award. Uh, I'm just always looking for new shit to read, man. So yeah, <laughs> I found Sabrina, and, and and you know people who talked about it say it was amazing. Yeah, first graphic first graphic novel nominated for the Man Booker Prize. If you know my Man Booker, you would know that is an uh, important prize. I don't know the member, the member, but yeah, it, yeah. Everyone look at the reviews for this movie, man. Not this movie for this book. It's a graphic novel, and I just got it. Really expensive, hardcover. I don't know why they don't have paperback, but whatever. Excellent. Um, oh, and I just read this book. Oh, this book. This book is so sweet. I can't wait to talk about it. Ijama Omebinyo. Wait, wait, wait. I see. I totally white people that name, didn't I? I uh, forgive me, Ijama. I'm going to try it again. Omebinyo. I believe that is the that is the correct uh, Igbo pronunciation. Ah, that is beautiful. The name is beautiful. And you know what is it's so meta because the name is so it releases your tongue. It's beautiful. And she has poems here that talk about that same thing and that same heritage and that language and how, you know, coming from Nigeria and really relates to any African communities because you know more than Nigeria reference in this book and living in a colonial in a post-colonial world how we lose a lot of the magic of our language you know to English English is cool but it ain't Ijama or maybe man I hope I'm getting that name right but uh, yeah I know the first name I got it the first name is right Ijama or maybe this book is beautiful. The name is I haven't even said what the book is. Questions for Ada. Listen, when I saw a lot of these books, when I saw the poems referenced, or you know, when I how I know I'm gonna like at least have an interesting time reading is when I see something about it, and my initial reaction is not just that, oh, that's nice, it's conflict. I love conflict in my heart because I am a psychopath, I'm not a psychopath, but uh, I love. So when I saw like some 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 uh, some of the uh, the pictures, because it was going around on Snapchat, Twitter, everywhere, right? I was like, oh, no, I don't even really like that one. I don't even really agree with it. Not that, not with the poetic structure, with the content, with the uh, with the uh, with with what she was trying to say. Not that I didn't agree with it, but it didn't uh, solicit uh, immediately positive. Some of it, I'm not talking about the whole book now. Some of the poems I saw, like personally, did not solicit an immediately uh, positive reaction. Some of it was a negative reaction. Why? Because they're talking about, she was talking about things that I had gone through that were negative. So they brought me to a place of, oh man, I don't know if I want to read this novel, man. It's like, she's talking about, like, 
she's talking about things I've dealt with that I'm not uncomfortable just looking back on sometimes. But it's not a novel, it's a poem book, by the way. And it was it was beautiful. I read it, obviously. And I as soon as I picked it up, I couldn't drop it really till I finished. I did sleep in between, but basically I finished it with like the first two times I picked the book up. And how oh, right to start. There are some poems in this book that I felt like she was reading my heart out. You know, okay, I'm gonna just all of them are excellent poems. I'm gonna open one and just read read to you okay perfect and this is on, see every poem i like so it's not even gonna be hard finding one to read for you this was on page 166 questions father called land <clears throat> let me get my uh, sexy reading voice <clears throat> out of darkness angels are born <sighs> sorry i'm gonna do that again i was trying too hard there <clears throat> land out of darkness angels are born remember that when your demons call you to play the tired marks on your skin are beginning to show your pasted smiles are frightening your reflection lover refuse the urge to tear your to tear you apart the vultures hovering around will die of starvation i promise oh my goodness, that one hit me so well. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna read it again because it's, it's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, all right, uh, land again. Out of darkness, angels are born. Remember that when your demons call you to play, your the tired marks on your skin are beginning to show. Your pasted smiles are frightening your reflection. Lover, refuse the urge to tear you apart. The vultures hovering around will die of starvation, I promise. Listen, man, anyone who, and this is really any human being, right? So everyone can relate to this. Anyone who know who, who knows what it's like to tear yourself apart, feeding yourself to the vultures of, like, insecurity. It's so, like, except you're a psychopath or you're just really delusional about your own self, really. You always, it's good to critique yourself, obviously, but it's so easy to get into a place where you're literally tearing yourself apart, almost as if you're searching for a way to piss it back all together. Or you feel like if you remove enough of yourself, then something will come together and be okay. It's like wounding yourself almost, right? Because you've gone through a bad relationship or you've gone through a bad experience with people or things don't work out and you can kind of take the blame for yourself, uh, for the thing yourself, right? And then there are these vultures always circling around of, of betrayal, maybe, of like a, whatever the case might be, you felt life has not treated you well, or someone has taken from you, or, you know, insecurity, right? And you just go there and tear yourself apart, resist the urge, man, resist the urge, because... You're a nice, you're a nice human being. PC podcast, you're a nice human being. And uh, no one is perfect, but you don't have to tear yourself apart, right? You know, there's something else you said in this novel, uh, poem, uh, poem book. I can't find it because it's somewhere and it's a lot of poems. But she said, uh, in effect, why do you, what, what, why do you think it'll make you lovable, more lovable? 
to belittle yourself. And many people do that, you know. Anyway, but this is just one of the examples of many amazing poems. I mean, the, she talks about her love. It's such a sweet book, too. So much like love, sexuality, beauty, corrupted sexuality, you know, abuse, uh, colonialism, post-colonialism, erasure of culture, uh, reconnection to culture, to an ancestors and, you know, Still, ancient stories, relationship with family is one of the things that really stick out in this because you can see there is conflict, conflict of generational conflict. The way we have the world our parents handed to us is different from the world they grew up in, and how we appreciate, how we confront this world. We're more we're equipped differently to confront this world than they are equipped differently. I won't say more or better or less. We're just equipped differently to confront this world. And they are equipped differently to confront the world they grew up in and even the world they experience now because of their how they're brought up, they're equipped differently. And so there is this tension between what we understand and how we understand and you know what we consider most important. And there is, uh, in this book, it highlights the tension of all of that. And that, I mean, it's shown in so many different areas, not just one. It's shown in, showed in uh, it's shown in uh, the diaspora, leaving home to go to a foreign country, you know, and coming back. It's shown in how we approach issues like feminism and uh, the agency of a woman. It's shown in how we approach issues like masculinity as well yes yes and one day i'm going to talk about it but i've had such a oh an ache in my heart an ache in my heart as a man concerning how we as a group are brought up how we are taught what we are taught about ourselves what is expected of us. I'm not talking about no, this is not some cheap, asinine Twitter argument about, oh, what's expected of a man? He must pay for the date. No, I'm not talking about, actually, this book, I'm not interested in all of that. Like, please, please. It's 2019. I'm not having stupid conversations. I'm talking about like, especially sexually, who you are taught to be as a man. You are treated like and expected to be even before you know what the world is i'm telling you as a kid growing up you're somehow expected to be sexually you know some this kind of i don't predator is not the word deviant is not the word but it's like this expectation of you as a man to be to be a sexual being even before you know what that means and and to and you grow up tying your identity to how uh, to how much you can have sex, how much you can get people to have sex with you. You know what? This is just I, I probably sh I won't talk about this now. I'll go organize my thoughts more. But yeah, so she talks about masculinity and she talks about so many things. I would recommend this book, Two Hundred Over Two Hundred. This is one of the best books I've read. I read. I also read uh, before this. 
15, a feminist uh, manifesto in 15 suggestions by Chimamanda and Gozi Adichie. As you can expect, that was an amazing book. Really eye-opening as well. Um, so yeah, Sabrina is next on my li list and I'm going to read The Fisherman. I'm also reading a book as well now called Managing God's Money. Uh, yeah, I just felt like telling everybody what I'm reading. I was reading Binti. I read the first one and also reading the second one now as well. But uh, I'll be honest, man, the Binti story, I like the idea of it, but it's not connecting to me um, as much. Speaking of all that, go read Who Fears Death. If you have not read it, Nendi Okarafo is just magic. Who Fears Death is the best book I have ever read in my whole entire life. I um, Go check that out. Mm, so what else? What else can I rant about? I think that's it. Oh, before I go, I, I have to tell you guys to go donate to go donate to Max Chuku what's his phone? Chuku Doom. Right? You know, very, very, very unfortunate, very very sad story of Max of a student at U of of University of Regina here who lost his life, was missing for a while and then found dead. You know, it's so it's so disheartening to even to even talk about. But you guys should go donate, you know, to his GoFundMe. I was there recently and really there is not a lot of donations. They have a goal of thirty thousand dollars to help his family. Like can you imagine that? Your parents sent you from Nigeria and he has family here. You know, he has a sister here. I saw in a video as well. You know, you 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 put it's so expensive. Anyone who has who who's an international Nigerian student here knows how expensive it is to come to school here, and and that that kind of sacrifice to bring your student abroad for school comes from such a such a parental place of wanting the best for your kids. And you know, it, it's such a depth of love and a depth of sacrifice to bring your kids. You know, trying to give your kids the best of what you can give them. And to have that snatched away from you. You know, that family only... I don't, oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine what they might be going through? You know, it's so... Please, so have uh, have compassion and and just go to the GoFundMe. Uh, I, I would post this, their GoFundMe link on my Twitter, on the Lucky Bee Podcast Twitter. And... Uh, yeah, it's gofundme.com slash max hyphen chukudum. Chukudum is spelled C-H-U-K-W-U-D-U-M. 039S hyphen family hyphen financial hyphen support. So go donate to Max's family. Please, 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 please. Oops. That's the newspaper. Yeah, uh, so I have to highlight that. Rest in peace, rest in power. Never forgotten, you know, it's a really sad story. <sighs> yes. Um, yeah, man, uh, it's, it's... What else? You know, I don't even know where to, where to go from there. Everything else just feels suddenly trivial, you know. I was going to talk about basketball, and, and maybe I will later on, but... Uh, I think this is this might be a good place to stop this podcast. Uh, yeah, I hope my ranting wasn't too. You know what? 
you can't fight even if you had a problem with it. Come find me, bro. I'm out here. I told y'all. I'm out here. Oh, I tried joking, but I still don't really feel better. Anyway, I'll see you guys on the next Lucky Bee podcast. <laughs> have a real good time. I feel like.